Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may be listening in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries. <coughs> Excuse me. And this is episode six in our Truth Tidbits as we just look at various things this year and let the Lord speak to us where he will from the scriptures. And I encourage you be reading the scriptures every day. Follow a daily Bible plan if that will help you. Um, even if it's not a whole year long, but follow plans that will keep you in the Bible every single day. So I want <clears throat> to just share a thought or two with you today. It shouldn't take very long. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I do want to share a couple of things with you. When I woke up this morning, the Lord really impressed upon me the phrase, Lord of heaven and earth. And so that's why I titled that this way. This is what my message or my um, few minutes is going to be about today. <clears throat> he is the Lord of heaven and earth. He has his say. He has his way. He has his play in the sense of doing what he wills. He, he's the greatest chess player there is, so to speak. And he will have his stay against those who try to oppose him. And so <clears throat> that little phrase has kind of come into my mind a few times here lately. <clears throat> and I just want to share a few quick scriptures with you. In Psalm chapter 2, there's much, there's much turmoil going on in our world, in our nation. <clears throat> a lot of uncertainty, a lot of decisions yet to be made, a lot of things happening and things thrown up in the air it seems like and and there's just a lot of that there's a lot of <clears throat> blasphemous thoughts and and expressions there's a lot of people that are um, speaking against the Lord as well as speaking for the Lord and <clears throat> so when I first started this um, to study into this the, today to follow the Lord's lead and focus on this thought the first place I went to was in Psalm chapter 2, verse 4, and it says, talking about the Lord. Matter of fact, he starts off that whole chapter talking about why do the nations rage and they plot a vain thing. In other words, you know, they're going around making all their boasts and all their plans against me. And notice God's response. <clears throat> verse 4. <clears throat> he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Now, this is ultimately speaking of the coming kingdom when Jesus as king will come back and all of the nations will be, all of the plots against him will be silenced and destroyed and defeated and he will rule. But I do believe that even in the course of time up till then, when the nations and the people are trying to raise their ugly heads and, and their voices against the Lord and plot against him. This is just the flat truth that, you know, he is, um, he's going to uh, hold them in derision. <clears throat> now, this word here, when it says the Lord shall hold them in derision, and that's really what I want to focus on today. I do want to explain what it means. Hold them in derision means just that he's basically ridiculing, mocking them, laughing them to scorn. In other words, 
it's as if, you know, it, it's as if we would say, who in the world do you think you are to rise against the Lord? Okay, so who is the Lord? And why can that be a true and accurate rhetorical question? <clears throat> well, this word for Lord is the word Adonai. Now, today you will hear the word Adonai used in reference even to Yahweh because the Jews do not pronounce the name Hashem. <clears throat> they do not pronounce yud heh vav -Hey with any form of pronunciation to it. And so in place of that, they will use the word Adonai, which means Lord. However, in the scriptures, <clears throat> there are 432 occurrences in the Old Testament of the actual word Adonai. Not in place of Yahweh, <clears throat> but the real word Adonai translated Lord. It's usually translated with the capital L and then the little letters O-R-D. Whereas Yahweh is usually translated in English Bibles <clears throat> as all, all caps. All caps for L-O-R-D. So that's just one way you can, can sometimes determine in some English Bibles, in English versions, which one is meant. <clears throat> but this word Lord it is um, the same word. It means sovereign or ruler, the one that has the power, the one that has the absolute power. <coughs> it's the same word that um, correlates to the New Testament words that are translated. There's curios for Lord. When you see the word Lord Jesus Christ, most of the time that's the curios that's used. But there's also <clears throat> another word translated <coughs> as potentate that expresses this same. It's the word uh, dunastas or something like that, but it's the root of it comes from dunamis, so to speak, the one who is able, the one who can, the ruler. It's, a, it's an official title of a ruler that has great might and great authority. One ruling with high and great authority. A royal minister with great authority. I want to turn to the place where this word is found... And then I want to end up back in the Psalms real quick. So it's not going to be very long, very much longer, but I do want to read this. <coughs> in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse um, 15. Okay, let me start in verse 14. That you keep this commandment <coughs> without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom he be honor 
to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. So here, Paul is writing to Timothy. And he refers to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as the blessed and only potentate. It's the same thing as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It means all the same. He is the one with ultimate, supreme authority. This word translated here in our Bibles as potentate is only used three times in the New Testament scriptures. It's here, meaning of God, the supreme authority. It's used in Luke chapter 1, verse 52 of the, it's translated there, the mighty meaning rulers of the day, rulers of that time, could include civil rulers, political rulers, and religious rulers. This word potentate. And then it's translated in Acts chapter 8, verse 27, of the Ethiopian eunuch as a potentate, or one with high authority in that government. Paul is telling Timothy here that God is the one and only the sole blessed potentate, the one with supreme authority. He is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. And we see in Revelation 19, as well as here in Paul's writing in Timothy, where it attests to that being Jesus Christ. He is the Lord. He is the one, Melchizedek, either, uh, I personally believe, a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus in the form of Melchizedek in Genesis 14. But Melchizedek came, speaking of God as the possessor of heaven and earth. The scriptures and the writers of scripture in many places speak about how he is the maker of heaven and earth. And also he is listed to be the ruler or the sovereign of heaven and earth, the Lord of heaven and earth. In other words, let's look now, lastly, as we wrap up here, in Psalm chapter 33. And this is a beautiful psalm. I encourage you to read it all. I want to particularly focus on verses 6 through 11 says this, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke And it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Let me give you just one example of that, and then I want to continue reading a few more verses here. One example. Creation. He spoke, light be, and guess what? It was done. He spoke. Let there be the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky. And guess what? They were created. He created 
everything that Genesis 1 and 2 speaks of. That's just a couple of things I picked out from that. He spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. He created, and he commanded. For instance, the planets and the stars. Let's just take the planets, for instance. He spoke them into existence, and then he commanded them, you're going to follow an orbit, and you're going to circle around in an orbit, and you will stay on that. He spoke that command to the planets that he had created. The earth has an orbit, and other, other planets, they all have these orbits, science has told us. And so God commanded, and guess what? After, some people believe maybe longer, but I personally believe we're, we're a young earth, 6,000 years, roughly. So 6,000 years ago, <clears throat> he gave them a commandment, and guess what? They're still circling on that same orbit. Now, you know, I don't know science, so I don't know if there's been shifts of this and that and the other. I, I couldn't speak to that. But the earth is still orbiting, and it will continue to do so until the day that God changes that and alters that or creates the new heaven and the new earth. It'll keep on doing it because the Lord, the supreme authority, the Lord of heaven and earth, the only blessed and wise potentate, set it in motion and said, you do it. And so it keeps doing it day after day, month after month, year after year century after century, and millennia after millennia. And it does not stop. Because this Lord, the possessor and Lord of heaven and earth, the supreme authority, the blessed and only potentate, spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Continuing on in Psalm 33, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Friend, I just want to leave you with this thought. We don't know what all's going to happen in our nation. We don't know what's, what's happening in the world. We, there's much uncertainty and there's much turmoil. But the one thing we do know is that as Christians, we know personally the Lord of heaven and earth. And we know that he is in fact the supreme authority, the only blessed potentate, the supreme ruler and master of heaven and earth, the king of kings, and the Lord of lords. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. I pray this has been a blessing to you, and that you will not worry, but take comfort in knowing that we can trust him, that whatever is happening and whatever turns out, we can trust him. So I pray this is a blessing to you. Lord willing, you could join us again. God bless you today in Jesus' name.